Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Are you vaccinated, and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of conversation around it, around the league, and a lot of guys who have made statements and I made statements, owners who made statements. Um, you know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Um, there's guys who have been vaccinated that contracted COVID. Um, so it's, it's an interesting issue that I think we're going to see played out the entire season. Wherever Aaron Rodgers is, mm, from where I sit, Michael Holly, he is getting all the smoke, uh, as he should, given the smoke and mirrors or the smoke that he blew back on August 26th with regard to his vaccination status or immunization status, as it were. Um, listen, let me start by saying, let me get this out the way first. Let's start by saying, yeah, uh, let's do it. I hope he's asymptomatic. And if he does have symptoms, uh, I hope they're mild. And I wish him a speedy recovery. Word. Having said all that, for that stunt that he pulled and has pulled in the weeks and months since, I hope Aaron Rodgers is suffocating, figuratively speaking. I hope he is suffocating on all the smoke he is getting uh, throughout media, on social media, from fans, all the criticism that he's getting. I hope he's suffocating yeah. on that smoke because he absolutely deserves it. Mike, we always talk about comedians on the show. What was that? Uh, what was that Chris Rock? Chris Rock special? Neighbor says. I heard you got robbed. I ain't, you ain't seen nothing. Do nothing. And, and, you ain't do nothing. And Chris this. Rock said, You ain't see shit because you was doing shit. Because <laughs> you was doing it. Because yeah, you was doing it. Yeah, so, yeah. so Aaron Rodgers said, You know, I don't judge those guys. No, you ain't judging those guys because you are that guy. You're that guy. And you know how some, you can just tell some people are lying. He was asked a direct question Are you vaccinated? He did the eyes, that little shifty eyeball. Uh, yes, I'm immunized. No, no, I ain't what I asked you. And shame on us, not that we created the situation, but shame on us, not you, because you called it out immediately. But shame on the, uh, the, the, the big you, us, in the big M media for not really catching it and pushing some more. Immunized. No, no, Aaron, just, I just want to get this straight. Hold on, hold on. You said you were immunized. What does that mean? Are you vaccinated? Yeah, it, I, I think it's a yes or no question. Are you vaccinated? Mm -hmm. Yes or no. And then he could do that yeah. dance, which a lot of people do. Right. That dance of uh, I'm not going to answer that Semantics. question. And I just think yeah. I think it's a, I think it's just interesting. Again, if you mm -hmm. want to be about the life. Because I'm about certain things and I, I will tell you what I'm about and I, and I know you will judge me. 
you'll either be for me or against me based on what I'm saying, but I, I, I am, I'm convicted in what I believe in right. and I'll just let you judge me no matter what. So if you're really about not being vaccinated, say it, right? I am unvaccinated and I am willing Ooh. to pay the price for that. But no, he did that Ooh. little, Ooh. Ooh. He, he took that, that little, yeah, yeah. He took the exit. He took the exit of, Hey, I'll let y'all have this conversation and I'm going to pretend like I'm going to pretend because that's what it is. It's great acting. Well, good acting from from Aaron mm. Rodgers, because as I said, if you go back and look at the video, you can tell he's lying. But he's letting everybody else have the conversation. He's pretending that he is one of the vaccinated who is not going to judge the unvaccinated. Mike, can, real talk, it's like those mm-hmm. people. And I used to deal with these folks on sports radio all the time. And I was doing sports radio in Boston and we didn't have that. You know, obviously they're callers. They're on the phone. They want FaceTiming you. They're just calling you. So whatever, inevitably, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. A matter of race would come up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a matter uh, re- is really directly related to black folks. And mm-hmm. somebody would call up and say, hey, as a black man, I'm like, you lying. No, you ain't. You ain't black. You're just trying to get these takes off. You're trying to get these takes off as a white man pretending to be a black man. And so you want a black man to that say never what you as a white man I don't believe you. Always. I don't believe you that that hey, ever happened. It happens everywhere. And, and, and dog, and, and you know, and you know what happens on Twitter all the time too. They get the oh, little yeah. avatar. Oh, yeah. Black man, oh, yeah. black woman. Right. And right. they just getting the takes off. Yeah, yeah. So Aaron, yeah. Aaron Rodgers was that dude posing, posing on, as on vaccination status. So uh, that's that's really funny. Uh, but but in all seriousness, you it's said true a though. Of t- it, oh, it's very is it true? true. Oh yeah, all good humans rooted in right. truth. Uh, and I want to talk yeah. about truth because you said a couple of words that I might I would qualify as trigger words, and I wrote them down. Uh, you said okay. lied. Uh, you yes. said pay the price, and you said judgment. Which man is is so crazy? We've had so much practice talking about this uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, since the vaccine rollout, Kyrie Irving, we had so much practice about this. And I think it's, it's all connected. It's all connected. And it's all consistent, some of these themes. Let me start with, uh, with the lie part. A lie, he, Aaron Rodgers was only lying depending on what you consider to be the truth. Let me say that again. Okay. For the cheap seats. All right. Aaron Rodgers was lying depending on your truth. And in response to that question, Aaron Rodgers spoke his truth. And you and I both know that truth when it comes to the vaccine or right and wrong when it comes to the vaccine, that's very subjective. And so I'm with you on, it would have been nice if there would have been some follow-ups. I'm with you on, um, you know, he obviously was trying to be slick, but as we like to say, next time you want to be yeah. slick, be slicker than a six-year-old. But in that moment, in his mind, he had taken proper precautions. He had done what was necessary to immunize himself against okay. COVID-19. And when somebody asked him, are you vaccinated? The real question should have been, and I'm, I'm talking, this is strictly from hindsight. No way somebody would have phrased the question this way. But the real question should have been, are you in complete compliance 
with NFL rules that stipulate there it is that you have to take there it is. Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson and Johnson in order to be fully vaccinated and not subject to protocols reserved for unvaccinated players. That's the only question right. that would have boxed him in, and nobody would have thought to ask that because he asked a straight yes answer. or no question: Are you vaccinated? And because Aaron Rodgers likes to fancy himself as the smartest person in the room because he wants to think he's so clever, Mr. Wannabe Jeopardy host said, well, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm immunized. I'm good because he thought he was I'm good. Immunized. So again, so again, the people who say well, Aaron Rodgers was misleading or deceiving, it's misleading only based on what you believe he should be following I'm, again, but I'm going to disagree it's misleading. With that. Only if you well, I'm talking about from his perspective. I'm talking about from his perspective. I know, oh, I but, even from, oh, I I know but even from, but even from his perspective, it's wrong. But Mike, just to interject, there are two options. He, tra he tried to create a third. There ain't no third party. There's not a third party. Uh, uh, you know, so there's in your mind. as far as the NFL is concerned. No, as far as the NFL is concerned, because the NFL, no. because the no. NFL said I know the him, NFL reject. I know the NFL rejected it. I know the NFL rejected it. I know they rejected his appeal. I know that. I'm they saying from Aaron that was not a, hey man, that was not an option. Michael, Michael, you're he brilliant. He tried to do the right end. Michael, he, you're brilliant. Right he did. He did. He did. You're brilliant. But one of the things I love about you is you don't fancy yourself as the smartest person in the room. You're not trying to outsmart people. And if you are the smartest person in the room, you try to find a new room, right? This is Aaron right, Rodgers right, we're right. talking about. And I'm not apologizing for him. I'm, I'm psychoanalyzing Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, in that moment, was asked the question, are you vaccinated? And remember, we're in uncharted territory. We're still navigating this conversation. We're still figuring it out. Aaron Rodgers is probably sitting up there saying, I don't owe you a damn thing. I don't owe you an explanation. Because how a lot of unvaccinated people feel. That goes back to that right. word judgment or scrutiny. Yeah. I don't owe you an explanation as to what my health decision was. I'm immunized. Thank you very much. I've taken what I believe to be proper precautions. Again, that's why the question in hindsight, needed to be narrowed to are you in compliance? And again, misleading, it's only misleading depending on what, what rules or what crowd you think he should be following. You and I believe in the vaccine. And we talked about this, Michael. I know you've done some soul searching about this. You and I believe in the vaccine. Aaron Rodgers, Kyrie Irving, and a lot of people don't believe in the vaccine and or vaccine mandates. So Aaron Rodgers thought he was being forthright, but he was also being slick. Now, the good part. Oh, and, 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 the, and the pay the price part. Again, that's what I'm talking about. When well, you said pay the price, Aaron Rodgers like, speak your truth and pay the price. In that moment, he spoke his truth. And what you said, you're right about paying the price, but that's what it's come to. Because in Utah, and I'm, I'm putting, I'm using your words back to you, Big Mike. Yeah. When yeah, you're sure, unvaccinated, sure, sure. there's judgment attached to that, and that's why this conversation right. has gotten so toxic. So Aaron Rodgers didn't want that smoke at the time, so he played a game of smoke and mirrors. He didn't feel like going through what <laughs> Kirk Cousins and 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 and, right. and Cole Beasley and everybody else had to deal with when it comes to being unvaccinated. Now here comes the good part. All right, so now I'm done explaining on behalf of Aaron Rodgers because I don't work for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm, and I'm pissed at Aaron Rodgers, but my pistivity <laughs> is not reserved for uh -huh. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, because it's not Shout a out crime. Robin Harris. Rest in peace. It's, it's not a crime <laughs> to be unvaccinated because there is no vaccine mandate in the NFL. 
In this right. case, the cover-up feels criminal. Was it just Aaron Rodgers who covered it up after saying he's immunized? Or were the was the league and the Packers complicit? I need to know how often he has been found in violation of protocols behind the scenes and how frequently he was fined. Because if the Packers were walking on eggshells, because they didn't want to piss off their quarterback any more than he already was this offseason, and they want to they want to protect Aaron Rodgers. That's right. the problem for me. Enabling the lie is the problem. Enabling the lie at the expense of the media members that Aaron Rodgers did press conferences with unmasked. Enabling the lie at the expense of some teammates or people around the league that he may have come in contact with unvaccinated and therefore unmasked. When he was at a Halloween party as John Wick, loved the costume, shouldn't have been at the Halloween party. That's a violation because you have to limit the amount of people you're in contact with when you're unvaccinated. So to me, it's not just about Aaron Rodgers and what he said on August 26th. It's everything he's done or not done yeah. and everything those around them have done or not done to enable his unvaccinated ass to walk around without a mask. That's what that's what I need to know more about. Everybody's focused on what he did on the 26th. And I get why, because it was deliberately he did. He, he, it was truth by it was it was a lie by omission. But it wasn't a lie depending on what your truth is. And his okay. truth in that moment is that I'm all good. I'm straight. I'm all set. I'm immunized. Nobody well, asked him because why lies, would anybody so. think to ask him? Why would anybody think to ask him? Are you in compliance? And what this whole conversation remains about, Michael, is the issue of compliance. It's long ago stopped well, being listen, a public health you. conversation. It's about mandates and compliance and control. So we're right back where we've been for the last few months. And there are people out there right now that believe that Aaron Rodgers was well within his rights to pursue a homeopathic method was well within his rights to not disclose everything about his, his, his vaccination status or lack thereof in a press conference setting. He doesn't owe the media anything. What he was not within his rights to do was act unvaccinated based on his determination right. and walk around without a mask. Oh, no, to act, to, in to act, to act vaccinated. Act no, vaccinated. Act yes, vaccinated. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes, thank yes. you. To act yes. vaccinated. And... To po uh, see, his actions more than his words is what bothers me. And see, uh, well, a couple of things. One, I can understand why the Packers wouldn't wouldn't want to challenge him because of his greatness on the field, and and they're just happy to have him there because for a, a good portion of the pre of the preseason and training camp, then like look, look like Aaron Rodgers was coming back, and if Aaron Rodgers is not coming back. Well, we're not talking about the seven and one Packers. I'm just, I, I feel like I can go out on that limb and say the Packers, they might be in good shape, but they wouldn't be seven and one. Maybe they're five and three, but they're not talked about as a Super Bowl contender no. without Aaron Rodgers. And the no. Packers realize that and the NFL without Aaron Rodgers realizes it. But this is what I was talking about. And you mentioned soul searching. Yes, I did a lot of soul searching on it. And I came to the conclusion that there are people who can take COVID seriously and not be vaccinated. I know. Correct. A lot of people don't Correct. agree with that. A lot of people don't yeah. agree with that. But I think I think it's possible. Yeah. You take it seriously. You don't think it's a hoax. You don't think right. it's something that's just going to go away when the weather right. turns warm. We already have evidence. 
that that's not true, right? right. <laughs> we've, right. we've been through summers and uh, a couple of summers now, and it hasn't gone away. So they don't believe that it is right for them. Right. I'm okay with that as long as, one, if you come into contact with me, you let mm-hmm. me know that's where you're coming from. Correct. And two, if you're not in contact with me, you still do the things that we all should be doing. That yes. is wearing a mask in certain situations. That's called social respect. distancing. That's all of respect. these things. Yes. Cool. At least do that. But don't yep. pretend that you're something you're not. And what I just Correct. can't get past with with Aaron Rodgers, I can't get past immunized. It's just that's not on the menu. It's not on the menu. We got two options on the menu. Which one do you choose? Oh, well, you know what? Can you I like my eggs over? No, I didn't say that. I didn't say your eggs are over easy. <laughs> we ain't got egg whites. Uh, we ain't got tofu. No, it is this or that. And if you don't and here's the thing he didn't want to deal with Mike. If you don't like that, you might want to go to a different restaurant. And otherwise, in other words, sit out. You may have to sit this one out or get vaccinated. But anything else is just you're making it up. And that's what happens with a lot of people who lie. If you lie, you just start to figure you start to think that, okay, this is real. This is my reality. I'm good. He probably thought he was healed. He probably thought he had like he he knew more than the scientists. Yes. Exactly. That's exactly right. By the way, side note, um, I don't want to I don't waste time reenacting the scene, but if you haven't seen it already, go see a movie called uh, Hello High Water. It, it's available if you haven't seen Hello High Water already. Okay. Um, All right. Great movie. And there's a, and there's a scene out. There's a scene where they go into a, a, a steakhouse in Texas that speaks to what you're talking about. about like, ain't no options here. It, it's, 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 there's, no, there's no choices on the menu. But anyway. Right. Um, the thing about it is immunize and vaccinate uh, are used inter- are often used interchangeably, and the difference is very nuanced. Again, he answered it honestly from his perspective. And if if you're if we're upset, the reason we're upset, the reason we feel lied to, and the reason we feel misled, the reason we feel feel hoodwinked, bamboozled, run amok, and led astray, is because how we view. The vaccine, number one. And number two, Mm -hmm. it's because there are strict protocols assigned to the unvaccinated, which he knew he qualified as. So to me, this isn't just an Aaron Rodgers conversation. This is a Packers conversation, which I believe the league is looking into it. This is a league conversation. Who knew what and when? Because they got cameras that could tell you when you took a piss and how close you were to the next person who was in the bathroom. They, 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 They track in every movement within that facility. So they, that's why I said yesterday when you said he lied, I was like, eh, well, he lied to the public because the team knew. I don't know how many of his teammates knew. But if I knew, Michael, if I Michael, if I knew on the 27th enough to tell you what it was on the 27th, where do you think I heard it from? <laughs> Somebody a lot of people knew, but nobody yeah. outed him. Nobody said anything. Nobody enforced it. It wasn't a secret. So I need, there needs to be accountability with the Packers, with the NFL, but for Aaron Rodgers, this is just on brand for him. This is on brand for him. And he operated from a place of privilege that could have endangered the, the livelihood and the lives of teammates, staffers, media members, all because he thought 
He's smarter than everybody else and he had come up on some yeah, cure so. or some immunization or inoculation or whatever you want to call it some protection that the rest of us just aren't privy to and he's not alone. He's not alone. I know Again, that's right. The lie depends on what you consider to be the truth. Well, he tried to create his own reality and uh, it mm -hmm. worked for eight games. It worked for eight games and the Packers got seven wins out of it. How many more can they get with your boy Jordan Love? Or can they can they get one? Can they get one on Sunday with Jordan Love and the next week too? Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hurt? No. Surprised? Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think there's there's different things that um, you know play a factor into it. I've had conversations with his dad before, man to man, face to face, and uh, I was pretty surprised by the video and you know the the intentions and the feelings behind it. I'd be lying if I said otherwise. But hurt? No, I'm good. I'll be all right. That is uh, 326 on Thursday. Uh, yeah. And Odell Beckham has been excused from practice for a second straight day. Um, I'm just trying to figure out why he's still a, a Cleveland Brown. Like TikTok. Yeah, me too. Like, well, I, 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 I know you thought he would be gone by yesterday, by the end of yesterday's uh, show. Oh, yeah. Why is by, he still by on the vibe? <laughs> what is that? Uh, I'm going to say. I, I think there's only one thing to discuss, and that is uh, their general manager uh, went to school right down the street, right across the river, as they say here in Boston, uh, went to school at Harvard, so knows the salary cap, knows numbers very well, knows economics. I think it's a salary cap thing because at the end of the year, that's when it's more favorable if you want to move on from Odell Beckham Jr. So maybe they're just trying to figure out how to release Odell Beckham Jr. without it wrecking their cap because he's due, uh, you know, he's due some he's money. He's got no guaranteed money. Um, he's got no guaranteed money after this year. I know. I know. After this year. So I don't know right now. What does it but mean? Paying, they release him. Nothing. They're paying him. They release him. It, it, nothing. They're, I mean, it, if it, they release him, they're paying him. If I they, don't know if that. Do you know him, that for sure, him. though? Um, so I'm saying, but you know, if they release sure. him. There's no okay. cap acceleration. So I don't know what it is. That would that would that okay. would blow up their cap this year. If not that, not that that's I'm the only on. that's the only that's the only explanation I have. But if you're mm -hmm. saying that there's no cap acceleration and that they release him right now, there's no penalty whatsoever. Nothing. Okay, I don't get it then. <laughs> because oh, you do. can't trade him. Right. What do you think it is? You know how we like to talk about my CEO friend. Who uh, who taught me the phrase? Whenever you let somebody go, hey, go go, go be great somewhere else. Love him. They, they love know him, he's gonna go be phrase. great somewhere else. They know he's gonna be great somewhere else. I don't um, think so. And they're they're fearful of that because they know if they cut they 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 they're, they're stuck like Chuck because they know if they cut him, 
and he goes to a contender in the AFC, not only is he is he going to come back to burn them and bite them in the ass, it's going to make them look bad. It's going to make them look bad because, as I said yesterday, this is an Mike. organizational failure that they have not gotten more out of Odell Beckham Jr. And so it's explain an, this uh, to it, me. I'll, I'll pass but, it but back see, to you. I don't question. like that. I don't like that phrase though. I don't like that. Okay, phrase. Go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no, no you go. go, ahead. go, ahead. go ahead. I'll, I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. I don't like organizational failure because it takes the onus off of Beckham in this case. Okay. You know, and I, it it sound it sound it's too it, it's too many too many people involved. It's like, well, what about you? Yeah, it's just okay. like, what about you though? I it's a okay. question I always like to ask. Okay, what could I have done? Where do I land in this? Okay. And All that's right. one. Two. If the Browns are fearful, another uh, you gonna give me a question? I'll give you one. If the Browns are fearful that he'll be great somewhere else. Then, if you're fearful of that, wouldn't you want that guy to be on your side? If I That's think you're gonna I'm be saying. so great somewhere else, you might be great here. So well, I don't think well, they, I don't but, think but they clearly they that. can't figure out they can't figure out how to make it work. So here's 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 why I said it's an organizational failure. You're right, but I, but I, I appreciate you challenging me on that. You're right because maybe Odell Beckham is not running the right routes. Maybe he's freestyling. Maybe our eye in the sky is lying. Maybe my naked eye watching a TV broadcast or a YouTube video that Odell Beckham senior repost is misleading. Maybe he's not as open as he appears to be. Okay, maybe not. Maybe Odell. Maybe he's not right. Maybe he's washed. Maybe he's not the player he was in New York or pre ACL injury. All that could be true. Could be. I don't think it is. I think okay. I think their quarterback is struggling right now. I think the quarterback is struggling. I think sure as a play caller. Yes. Okay, definitely. And I think that I think they're protect. They're choosing the quarterback, even though they haven't extended him. I think they're choosing the quarterback because this is this was the question I was going to ask you. This is the question I was going to ask you because Baker Mayfield could sit up there and say he ain't hurt. They acting hurt. They acting hurt right now because the fact that he's been excused from practice instead of having him on a practice field trying to figure out how to hit him when he's open. They acting real butthurt right now because here's my question. If he were a problem prior to the video that his dad posted, if he were a problem prior to the tweet that LeBron James posted, why didn't you trade him? Or why didn't you sit him in the corner before? So the timing suggests that the trigger that the turning point was the video and or the tweet or perhaps something that happened behind the scenes. Maybe there was a blow up behind the scenes. Maybe he got yeah. wind of Kimberly Martin's report that he was going to send him home to New Orleans and it right. fell apart and now he's pulling an Aaron Rodgers and he's upset because he thought he was going to get traded and then he cut somebody out and whatever. Who knows? But all I know is he was on the team. The video got dropped. The tweet got posted, the trade deadline passed, and now he's been sent home and the coach is reportedly telling the team he ain't a part of the team no more. So all I'm left to deduce from that, all I'm left to infer from this is that y'all got a problem with being put on blast. Y'all can't handle the truth. And the truth is he's been open and your quarterback can't hit him. Your quarterback can't hit the broad side of a barn right now. That's the truth. That's right. matter, he's which bothers me that is the truth. Because, because guys grow up. They know because that. Surpri- no, they know that. Though. Su- surprise. They know that. Hurt. Know which part about growing up? Which part? 
No, they know. They know that Baker Mayfield is struggling. That's why Baker Mayfield so, doesn't have a so new the deal. Dad, okay, so the dad. Got, but my, but this is what I'm saying. We're not in grade school. We're not in little league. The dad posting no. a video shouldn't bother you. That ain't grade Andrew school. Andrew Barry, no, no, that ain't grade school. Baker Mayfield. Ooh. The dad, the dad hey, posting a video know about shouldn't them. bother you. You're a big boy. I don't know about them. Or I'm gonna tell you, this. a big boy, because all Baker Mayfield does, when convenient, is post videos of some talking head. Or post some screenshot on Twitter. See, all these kids live in the comment section. All they all okay. too sensitive. They all too sensitive. And, and the dad posting nah, something man. on YouTube should not unnerve this organization to do a 180 on Odell Beckham status. Because that's what it seems Let like. Let me tell you something. Absent, absent any other information, Michael, what are we left to believe other than the video was a tipping point? What are we left to believe? I know there's a lot going on with the I know there's a lot going on with the Cleveland Browns. I, and, and, and there's a lot going on there that clearly we don't know. I mean, it's just a, it, it's a it's a complex organization. We're on the outside looking in. We're guessing. We're getting a window. We get little windows. Everybody does. Everybody gets windows. Unless you're, unless you're a part of the organization, you are looking through one of the five or six windows that's available to you, and you are giving your interpretation of what you think is in there. Okay, right. That, so so I'm in that category. You're in that category too. Now, let me tell you, Michael Smith, um, about dad posting the video. Now, if it were me, I'm just going to tell you, I feel like I am a, uh, a relatively mature person. Relatively. I'm, I'm, I'm ascending. I'm still, I'm still learning some things. Mm-hmm. I value teams. I, not, not done yet. Not done yet. Go ahead, Albertina Walker and James Cleveland. Sing that song. Um, <laughs> I am a team builder. I, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with team building. You are too. I think about it often. I write every book I have is about team building. Every book I have. It's really, if you break it down, it's team building. Team building featuring Bill Cower, Bill Belichick, whatever it is. It's always team building. And I can't trust you if your dads go go on social media and talk about our family business and I haven't heard from you. Okay, that's why I agree with Baker. Am I hurt by it? No, I'm not hurt by it, but I don't trust you because it's a character thing. If you ain't got nothing to say about it, I'm not asking you to control your dad. I'm asking you to say something to me if you know your your family put something out there. <laughs> like, like, Mike, like for real, this is for, real for real, for real. I'm listening. Hey, I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And you know how much I love your family. I love your family. Mm-hmm. If Bobby J is posting something about me, like, I'm like, Mike, what's up, man? And you would be like, I think you would say, hey, man, don't even worry about it. He tripping. But if I don't hear from you, now I'm like, okay, I, is my, head is, my head is spinning a little. Is there some My truth head is to spinning it? a little bit. Right, which goes back to they can't handle sure, the truth. Might be because, true. okay, I'll stick but with this for a second. They shouldn't Let's have say, to. They shouldn't have to. It's, it's because okay. it's. I'm about it's about our relationship and how is is that? How are we building something? We're trying to build something. I'm not going. I'm not going to be angry about it, but what I'll say this is what I would do. I would say, okay, I can't build with him. I you know he he might be a snake. He's a snake. Okay, this is so exciting. This is so exciting to me. Good information. This This, I love this. This is not a Cleveland Browns conversation. I'm so glad you talked about team. It's not. This is a, right. This is a this it's is a not. this is a culture conversation. This is a leadership conversation. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, Michael. 
Let's talk. We family. We family. We're in a trust tree. We're in a nest. We're family. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're in the same trust. trust tree. All right. All right. Okay. Cool. Let's All go. Right. Let's go. Let's, let's let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Shall we? Put it nicely. You've come to learn over the last year. A pretty interesting personality to work with. I'm a pretty interesting yeah. person to to work with. All right. I have a. I have a. I, I have say a, so. I have an approach that comes from a place of passion that okay. from okay. time to All time right. might rub some people the wrong way. I think that's a I fair, can get on people's nerves. That's a fair assessment. That's a fair. That's, that's a fair assessment, right? That's yeah, conservatively. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sure. All right. We're good. Sure. Okay. All right. All I know who I am and I know what I'm about. Okay. And I believe I'm right because I'm right. And here's my approach when it comes to the pursuit of success, the pursuit of perfection. Okay. I don't care about feelings. If that makes me a monster, so be it. Because you know what I don't care about is my feelings because nobody holds me to a higher standard than I do. And nobody beats himself up. Nobody obsesses over his work more than I do. You and I both learned to defeat a Don Squire at the Boston Globe. Don Squire will be in the office till three o'clock in the morning. I don't ask anything of anybody that I don't do myself. Okay? That's my approach to how I go about okay. anything that I'm working on, any project that I'm a part on, part of, any venture I'm a part of, any team I'm a part of. I am going to lead by example. I am obsessive when it comes to my work. Okay? It drives me, and therefore I can drive people crazy. But if yep. you know me and you come to know me, you know it's coming from a place of passion. And you know that my intent okay. is not to offend or hurt anybody. It is to get the best product possible. And I don't care about feelings, least of all mine. This is about winning football games. This is about putting out the best newspaper possible. This is about putting out the best okay. show possible. My point in all that is saying this. Instead of Baker Mayfield or the Browns or anybody else being surprised about the, about, about the video being posted, how about we talk about the substance of the video? Because it ain't family business if everybody can see it. If everybody it can see Odell, Bo Odell Beckham running wide ass open down the field and the quarterback can't hit him, that ain't family business. That's costing us the business of winning games. And if you get your feelings hurt because his dad yeah, yeah. had the audacity yes. to defend his son's performance and blame the quarterback, then you're in the wrong business, partner. Because that's how, and this ain't no, about feelings. That's a team. This is about getting no, the job not about, done. It's, this it's is about, about team. It's about a team. This is about I'm results. going through it. Hey, hey, dad. Hey, dad, senior. You know what? Your son's struggling and it hurts you. Well, I'm struggling too. And I don't need you coming back here from Andromeda then talking about it. how I ain't missed. How, fix yeah, it. Look, I'm trying to fix it. I don't need you to tell me that I got to fix my mechanics or I got to hit the open guy. Well, clearly no the kidding, right person ain't told coach. you yet. Clearly you're not getting no the message. No kidding. Meanwhile, hey, it's, my it's son Odell, out here running who's around in the team meetings? getting cardio. My son out here running around getting cardio. Son. He's not about the team. He's about his son. You, this doesn't help the team. Maybe the this team would be better son. if they hit his son. Oh, come on now. You don't know. Does Odell Beckham Sr., is he sitting in there in the team meetings, in the offensive meetings? I'm sure Kevin Stefanski but puts, the, puts the film on and said, Baker, you had it right there on the cross. 
You had him right there on the on the nine route. You had him. Hey, we got to do better than that. Let's work on exactly. this offensive line. Exactly. But see, I don't need you. So I don't need so your dad and our team Somebody meetings. already knows. See, it, see that's what way, I said. Michael, I don't like that. But Michael, I can't get. This I can't video, get with him. First of all, we can't vibrate. This video, Michael, this video existed independent of the dad. The dad didn't produce this video. He reposted the video, but he could only make. He didn't make a cartoon. It wasn't animation. It was video from film. It happened. What, yeah. And instead of focusing Look. on the messenger, focus on the message, which is get your act together. And again, that's maybe one I'm, of the messages. Maybe that's I'm cold hearted, but all I care about is succeeding. All I care about is succeeding. Okay, hold on. I Check your feelings and your emotions I, at the door. Hold on. Because because you Michael, keep saying it if I'm, because if I'm wrong about something, I'm gonna just say this last thing. I mean to talk over you, but if I'm wrong about yeah, something, right. first of all, nine out of ten times, ten out of ten times. You will not be able to point out a performance flaw in me that I haven't already identified, analyzed, right. and agonized sure. over yes, before yes, you yes. even said anything. That's how I'm yep. wired. That's number one. Yep. But number two, I'll be damned if I'm above, because I was talking to one of our producers yesterday. I'm doing some serious reflection about how I do yep. things. Yep. I know I can get better. Okay. I know there are areas for me to improve in. Okay. So what I'm saying is, I'm not, my feelings aren't hurt if you or anybody else tells me that I'm doing something wrong. I could do something better, but come correct. But my feelings don't get hurt about it. So again, we're, we're making the last thing I'll say is this. We're making a presumption because maybe that's not what this is about. Maybe this has nothing to do okay. with the video. Maybe there's more to it than meets the eye. Maybe there is. But right now sure. it just seems like it just seems like that video triggered them sending him home and deciding what to do with him. And if a video of your quarterback not hitting your best receiver when he's open, if that's your problem with this situation, then your priorities are jacked up and you're too damn sensitive. But, well, no, what, what, I, I don't think it's that. Now, you keep saying the message as if it's the message. It is one of the messages. You're right. I agree with you. One of the messages. It, it, it may not be accurate. No, You're right. no, no, no pun intended. No, it, it is. No, it, no, it's accurate. No, it is accurate. That's okay. What you're saying. It's about winning. Yes, no, that I mean, is. No, I mean, one the perspective the that he's no, no. I mean that the perspective that he's wide open the way that it's being presented by the dead. Oh, oh, no, may no, not be I'm the not whole talking truth. about truth. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it was oh, okay. I'm not even talking be, about that. I'm talking about you saying the goal is the goal is winning games. Yes. That is one of the message. One of the messages is that we are here to win. Clearly, uh, it's NFL it's pro football. You're getting paid. Uh, you're going to be judged on your performance and your results. We all are. But another message, and the one, this is the one that sent that that kind of moves me the wrong way, because I've seen this happen in organizations when things start to list. When the ship is listing a little bit, some people jump off. Hey, you saw Titanic. I watch it every time it comes on. You saw some people. Some people were staying, trying to help out. Some people were getting those boats and like, I'm out. Yeah. And they were scurrying. The rats using, were scurrying. Using, they were using all kids, trying to get using out. Fake kids. I have a little girl. I have a little girl. Yeah. Dog. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I, I'm Billy out. Zane. So yeah, yeah. what I'm saying is, yeah, we're four and four. Everybody thought we'd be seven and one, six and two right now. They thought we'd be the mm -hmm. Titans and it's the Titanic. It really is right mm -hmm. now. It's going the other way. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And 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 now 
when everybody is trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I got to hear from your dad who's not even in the meetings. Come on. And here's the, here's the last thing I'll say. Mike Smith going back to you. Yeah, you're you're self-critical is Odell Beckham. You've got a history of winning does Odell Beckham so I can take it from you because you won before you got winning DNA. I'm supposed to take it from a dude who ain't been into the ain't been to the playoffs in five years. Oh, so you go judge me. So now we get to the now, you ain't now won we, nothing at, the, either. at the end of this 20 minute conversation. We arrived at the point before we go to break. There's only one question that How I have you go to judge ask. me. I, okay, you haven't won let's, anything. Let's, 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 let's ask the most important question. I just need to know. I need you to be honest. I just need you to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Yes. 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 So am I an a-hole? No. <laughs> I'm not strong. That's really strong. <laughs> okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Enough said. Enough said. That's strong. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. There's things that happen in life for all of us that we don't have control over. And you wish you did. I have a thousand questions I wish I could ask, um, you know, but uh, I don't get those opportunities. You know, uh, you know, I, I don't understand everything and why certain things happen. Um, and I, and I've, I just forever have relied on the foundation of who I am is my faith. And I'm going to stand on that when it's hard and I'm going to stand on it when it's easy. And, and that's just who I'm going to be when I can control something and when I can't. And so when it comes to this situation, you know, there's so many things out of our control, but then I do sit back and I think, you know, was there something did I, you know, did I not, did I not let him know that he really could, I'd be there for him at 3 a.m. You know, that, you know, I, I'm, I want to be better. You know, um, I think I really look at everything in my life as a learning experience. Could I have been better, you know, to help or something? You know, I just, um, I just wish I just wish I I could have done something you know I look at it that way could I have done anything to help you know Jesus man every yes, every time I see right. every time I see that number that's yeah. all I can say to myself every time I see I 156 miles per hour seconds before a fatal car crash that took the life of 23 year old Tina Otenter Tina O. Tenter uh, and her mm, dog mm, mm. as her Toyota RAV4 was engulfed in flames uh, after yeah. Henry Ruggs III's Corvette traveling 156 miles an hour with the blood alcohol level twice the legal limit. And I'm going to say it again, Jesus, because right now I need Jesus. Yes. Michael. Because yes, 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 yes. You know, Derek Carr... Uh, talked a lot about compassion and love and, and said, if, if nobody else will love him, I will. 
uh, Kadarius Tony of the Giants had a tweet where he said, uh, we young, everybody make mistakes. Y'all looking at the situation like this or that because it ain't y'all having so much to say. He know he messed up. Don't drag him for it. That's goofy to me. Just pray for the families involved. And he got roasted for that. Uh, yeah. I've seen people write uh, very thoughtfully about Henry Ruggs and how um, we have to show compassion. Like it wasn't, it wasn't intentional and he made a mistake and uh, he probably knows he made a mistake and his life has been destroyed. Bro, I'm just not there. I, 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 just, yeah, right, I, right. I, I can't get past 156. Like I know, I know yeah, how, yeah. I know how I'm supposed to feel toward Henry Ruggs, but I can't bring I myself to feel yeah. that right now. And I'm, I have no relation to Tina O. Tinter, but I, I can't help but think about. You ever been rear-ended before? You ever been rear-ended? Yeah. Yes. The last time I was yes. rear-ended, I was sitting at a stop sign coming home from a basketball game with my son. And um, I think it was a Nissan Pathfinder, if I recall correctly, uh, rear-ended me. And it did damage to my, you know, to the back of my car. You know, I wasn't hurt. My son wasn't hurt. Teenage kid that was texting. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. told him, I said, uh, I said, look here, man. Uh, he was nervous, you know, calling his parents on his parents' insurance. He was nervous. I was like, hey, man, I've been there before. I've been there. I've had, I've had, I had several accidents as a teenager um, when I first started driving. Um, and one as an adult that could have been much worse. Uh, that mm -hmm. wasn't my fault, but nonetheless, I, I know that feeling of, oh my God. Yeah, I was like, hey man, just listen. Just, just don't text while you're driving. This could have been worse. It's not worth it. Don't text while you're driving. That's coming from somebody who has texted while driving. So, so I, it's one of those like I'm telling you from experience, and I'm not preaching. I'm not preaching from a, a higher position. I'm telling you something that I still need to work on, because it's not yeah, worth man. it. You know what I mean? For being honest, okay. Yeah. But Mike, this is. I think about. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I I I, I think about this no, woman, minding her own business, sitting in a car. And all of a sudden, her car's on fire. Oh. And I don't know if there's such Lord. a way as a, as a good way to die, but that ain't, that ain't a way you want to die. Or, you don't, or that's not a way you, want, you wish on anybody to die. All because he was not just drinking, not just drinking and driving, but pissy drunk and driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred... And 56 miles an hour. So I, I just I can't think about Henry Ruggs. I, I mean, I, I everybody needs prayer. Tina O'Tenter. Amen. Her family, her loved ones, her friends, Henry Ruggs, his loved ones and his friends, and I need it right now. Because I know we're supposed to forgive. Because there are things that I've yeah. done that I need forgiveness for. There are no, things that we've much. all done that we need forgiveness for. Maybe we haven't yeah. taken lies, but we've affected lies. We've all sinned and fallen short. 
So I, so I know we're supposed to forgive, but right now this just feels unforgivable because it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. And this woman's dead and died a gruesome, horrible death, minding her business at a, at a, at a red light. And I, one minute she's sitting there doing whatever. And the next minute her car is on fire. This is this this story has haunted me for the last three days, and I and, we, and we've had it yeah, in both amen. our feeds, and I've been avoiding it. Amen. To be honest with you, because I'm just like yeah. I I, yes. I don't have anything to say about yes. it. What can I say other than Jesus? What yeah. can I? I don't know what else to say. Mike, Mike you 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 uh, I think you captured the feelings of a lot of people, especially feeling uh, especially the feelings of those who have the faith of. Derek Carr, Michael Smith, Michael Holly. I mean, I, I think uh, the, the Christian faith is very clear about forgiveness and not selective forgiveness. Well, what if they do this? You know, Peter tried that. Hey, Lord, what, what happens? You know, should, should I, are you saying I should uh, forgive my neighbor 70 times? Uh, is it seven times? No, 70 times seven, Peter. <laughs> Just keep going, keep going. It, it's forgiveness and it's hard to do, you know, I always think about the difficulty and the amazing, the, the, the remarkable achievement that happened in South Carolina mm. when Dylan Ralph goes into a church and intentionally, mm-hmm. intentionally mows everyone down. And somebody said to him, you don't have to do this. And he said, yes, I do kill them, mm. kill the pastor. Um, Kill people in a Bible study. And yeah. after that, the day after that, he is taken into court and some, some members of that church say, I forgive you. Ooh. Yep. 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 I, I, I don't I don't know how. I don't know how mm-hmm. y'all, for, y'all y'all forgive him. You forgive mm-hmm. him. So the forgiveness part is really difficult to, to it's just difficult to accept. But you mentioned a car being on fire, Mike. Not only was a car on fire, according to the Las Vegas Review Journal, that car, the struck car, traveled, see if you can imagine this, 570 feet. How long is 570 feet? Imagine a football field, it's still not long. You gotta go even more than that. A football field and a half, it's longer than that. So imagine you're being hit and and the force takes you the length of a football field and a half. That's what happened. And when we talk about Henry Ruggs and we talk about mental health, see mental health right now, the, the easy part, the easy part is when people are able to tell their own story and they say, I'm going through something and this is what I did and I'm in a better place now. It is very digestible. It is mainstream. You can talk about it that way and we all understand and we say not, nah, we nod and we say, hey, our thoughts and our prayers are with you. Good mm-hmm. for your courage. Good right. for you. That's courageous. But the other side of mental health is what we're seeing with Henry Ruggs. There's no question. Mike, if you're traveling 156 miles per hour and you're drunk and, and, and you are out of control like that, something's wrong. Something's wrong with you, whether you realize it or not. I, I'm not saying it from a, a, a standpoint of compassion. I'm just saying just factually something's wrong with that brother. Yeah, he took a life and he got into yeah. that car. And is it the first time he drove like that? He 
He drove like that. He had somebody, his longtime girlfriend, in the car with him. So he's in the car, and he's a father. He's putting his life in danger, his girlfriend's life in danger, and he took somebody's life. That's, 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 the part, that's the side of mental health that we really don't want to talk about and we really don't have compassion for. Honestly, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. I, I, you know, I'll get to that point. I'm not there. I'm, I'm like you. I'm not there yet either for Henry Ruggs. I just don't understand why, why and how he could be so reckless. And maybe it's just what I said, that he is, he's sick, he's going through something, and he doesn't even understand it yet. Because I know I certainly don't. I, I, the thing I, I've tried to put myself in his position as best I can. In, 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 in terms of, I, I, I'd like to think I would never. Let me say this. Because I, I, don't, I don't drink. I'm, I'm less than a social drinker. But I have drank before. And I have been inebriated. But I don't think I'd ever get that drunk and get behind the wheel of a car. I don't think I would ever do that. I don't believe I would ever do that. And if I did, I definitely wouldn't go 156 miles an hour. But even though, I, even if not going through something, um, like I said, I've gotten in accidents. I've had near accidents. I had an accident when somebody was badly injured. They didn't die. They were badly injured. I wasn't drunk. But the other motorist was badly injured. Again, it wasn't my fault per se, but somebody was injured as a result of an accident with me. Um, so I said I'd like to say, but for the grace of God, go I. Yeah. And if, I, yeah. If, there, if there was an accident that I had that resulted in a loss of life, whether it's an accident in a car, whether it's an accident with a firearm, whether it's an accident... I don't with anything. Um, I would I would want to be forgiven and not judged for it. So I think that's what's helping me get to a place of compassion for Henry Ruggs. Still a long road. And the other thing I would say just about that forgiveness thing, man, you, you struck a chord talking about Dylan Roof in South Carolina. As an as an example, it never ceases to amaze me um, how people uh, whose family members are murdered or mm. uh, rape victims, or, or they, they can forgive their attackers. They, f- they can forgive the people who robbed them um, of their loved ones or, or, or robbed them of their peace because of that peace that transcends understanding. And so I just, yeah. I, I, I pray that, that, that Tina's family, and, and for that matter, Henry Ruggs' family, his professional football family and his family, that they all experience a, tr- a peace that transcends understanding. Yeah, Cause it's really hard to understand 156 miles an hour and a, and a blood alcohol level of uh, 161. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com. 
T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Mike White in the shotgun. Takes the snap, drops back, looks right, looks left, fires in the back of the end zone, open his prop. He's got it. That's a jet touchdown. Tyler Croft all alone. Mike White finds him for the go-ahead score. Unbelievable. White takes the snap, gives to Moore. It's a reverse. Mike White wide open. He'll throw it to him. He's got it. Jamison Crowder on a little Philly special. Finds Mike White for two. And the Jets are up by three. Unbelievable, Bob. Bedlam here at the Meadowlands. MetLife Stadium is an asylum. When was the last time you, you played a primetime football game? Probably in, uh, in college. I remember, it's funny, my first, my very first college start was on Halloween on a Thursday night in Houston. And then my, my first NFL start was on Halloween, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, the, I, played my, I made my very first start on a Thursday in college at USF. So I mean, that's, that's a little different than Thursday night football in the NFL, and I'm not trying to compare the two by any means, but... Yeah, just got to stick to the script that the coaches laid out for us and, and trust the plan and, and trust our process that our coaches are putting us forward and, and, and just have complete faith in it. A week ago, my intention was not to be watching Thursday Night Football Jets Colts. Had no plans of watching it. <laughs> now I can't wait for it. Now I cannot wait. That's right. You know what else I couldn't wait for? Could not wait to talk to Chris Sims. Chris Sims, I have intentionally all week long I have not, I've avoided the Unbuttoned podcast. I've avoided Pro Football Talk. I've avoided any clip that I saw you on talking about the Jets because I did not want to corrupt this segment by knowing what you were going to say. Because, sir, you, as you know, and as I'm sure you've been reminded at nauseam all season, especially in the last week, are not only a client, but the founder and president of the Zach Wilson Draft fan club. Okay, like everything for the most part that I know about Zach Wilson came from you. So here's where I'm, I am on this Mike White situation. I'm fascinated by it. One, I think anybody objectively speaking would say that he and the offense look better than it has all season with Zach Wilson at the helm. And two, Robert Sala handled it perfectly by saying anything's possible. In other words, I don't care if we got a number two pick on the men right now. If Mike White keeps this up, hey, we ain't benching him. And number three, given how much the Jets have struggled to find an answer at this position, Chris Sims, this is the epitome of a first world problem. This is a great thing for that franchise to have the possibility of having two quarterbacks with uh, upside, shall we say. What say you? Right. Okay. All right. I got a lot to say here. I'm glad I know you, you brought do. it up. I'm glad I, you don't I've know what I'm going to say. So here we go. Here we go. Because context matters in football. Context matters in life. First off, this is what I love about the, the job, and this is why I got into it. Last week up here in sports media in New York, the Jets were the dumbest team in all of football for having Mike White as their backup quarterback. What a mm-hmm. bunch of idiots. We got a rookie quarterback. How could we have Mike White yep. as our backup quarterback? <laughs> we're idiots. I wake up Monday morning, and I drive into work and listen to sports radio, and now he's the franchise in the future. Okay. No, he's not. Sorry. First off, let's get into it again here. I got two points I want to make. Nobody, he threw it shorter than any quarterback in football last week. He threw it four yards per throw. 
His leading receiver is Michael Carter for nine receptions for 95 yards. His third leading receiver is the other running back, Ty Johnson, for five receptions for 71 yards. His That's second receiver is the points. slot receiver, <laughs> Jay Crowder, who's eight receptions. Look at this. Okay, this is about as deep as it went all game. He never threw a ball past 12. Oh my gosh, he threw it in the flat, guys. Look at it. Stardom. <laughs> Trade Zach Wilson. Oh, wait, look at this throw. A screen to Michael oh, Carter. Oh my gosh. They got blocker. They, they got it. Oh. It's over. It's over. Stop. Send him out of okay. here. We don't need him okay. anymore. Oh. oh my gosh, a five-yard route. Okay, so hold on. I'm not done yet. You wanted to give me the floor. You got to deal with this now. Oh, you got it. So okay, I'm going to give you that smoke. Crap. <laughs> it's the dumbest crap ever from the Jets fans and the New York fans. Again, there's Michael Carter catching a four-yard pass and running 20 yards. So what the real problem was is what the hell were the Cincinnati Bengals thinking? You know, he tried to give the game away at first. They played like, hey, we'll play safe and let's see if he messes it up. He tried to mess it up and threw two bad interceptions. The defense bailed him out and stopped the Bengals from scoring on first and goal from the one. They didn't score any points going forward on fourth down, right? So that helped out. But then at one point, yeah, he got the rhythm and he was smart and took what they gave him. And the Bengals were still 25 yards downfield like they were playing like, you know, the greatest show on turf, which I don't understand at all. At some point, you've got to adjust the game plan and go, wait, he's throwing it four yards. Let's challenge that a little bit. So that, you know, that's not going to be sustainable in the NFL. Here's my second part of the thing that really bothers me. I've witnessed it as a player and I see it all the time. And anybody that's been a listener of my podcast, I talk about it a lot. What happens in these situations is, oh no, Mike White's starting. And the coaches go, we got to help him. We got to figure out a lot of creative ways to get him and make him mm. look good. And let's, let's have this play and this play and this play and this play because he's not as good as Zach Wilson, so we got to help him. And my thing mm. is, why the F don't you do that for your starting quarterback? I want to mm. swear so badly. Like, no, what the no, hell are you thinking? You can't do it. Thinking? So what the fuck are you thinking is what I want to say. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. That's what what I'm talking about. What? Like, so, and I've witnessed it it before. So Zach, (laughs) so Zach Wilson, he's in the game and they're going, it's two routes. And they're like, he'll just throw a laser in there. No problem. He'll throw a laser. He's got talent. And then. You see, like, everybody needs help a little bit. So they got their own selves to blame for this conversation right now. But I like Mike White. This is not disrespect to Mike White. I'm trying to disrespect some of the people that are talking about this subject a little bit and how they're not realizing the context of the situation. He was... It's the fourth... It's the fourth shortest passing performance with intended air yards in the whole season. Nobody yep. threw it shorter except three other quarterbacks the whole year. That's not sustainable for it to work okay. in the NFL. Me, I would think the Colts will be advocate. all over that tonight. Let me play yeah. devil's advocate with your film study. That was great. So, so, so you that got maybe you, your you, best you, answer you broke it down. in the history you broke it. of this it was, show. It was. It was. I hope, they, I hope we don't bleep that out. We cannot, do not bleep that out. Don't YouTube. bleep it out. No. Don't bleep that out. We shall um, not. We shall not be censored. We're not, so not no. going to censor you. Um, you have broken it down so it could ever be broke. That was a great breakdown. But let me play devil's advocate with you for a second. So I, I, I get your point. Don't put Mike White in the Hall of Fame, even though they did put him in the Hall of Fame. 
<laughs> at least his jerseys in the Hall of Fame, his cleats, because he had a, a right. debut unlike any other with those 37 completions, which you have qualified. Okay, those 37 completions that he had. All I would say is two things to that, and you have the floor right back. One, my issue with Zach Wilson, I'm not saying Zach Wilson's a bust, it's way too early for that. Is Zach Wilson does the spectacular very well? I watch. I've been subjected to more Jets games than I would like to living in Connecticut. Zach Wilson can barely complete those four yard passes. He's constantly throwing them at, at somebody's feet or airmailing them to where they're always in third and 10. So he doesn't help himself because he can't do the routine plays properly. And secondly, Chris, is it a huge part of quarterbacking taking what's there? So that doesn't mean he can't throw the ball downfield, but he made the decision making was good enough to complete 37 passes. And I don't care if it's a bunch of yak. It's moving the offense. It's scoring points. Isn't that what the job is? No, no doubt. And again, that's where I don't want to take from Mike White. And your point is real about Zach Wilson. He's got some mechanical things right now that have led to less than stellar accuracy and efficiency at the position. It's why they hired John Beck this week. Because... They know there's some things he's doing in his throwing with his feet, with his upper body, that is leading to not the same quality of throwing, you know, that we saw at BYU. I do think he's trying to be a little too perfect, and he's pressing a little bit. But I would also say, there, I watch the Jets almost every week, too, because people always want to know about the rookie quarterbacks on my podcast. And I would just say there was plays and things in that offense that were not there with Zach Wilson. Now, your points about, yeah, taking what the defense could give you and all that are, are certainly real. I'm not. And it, was a, it worked out to be a good matchup versus the Bengals, and they caught the Bengals kind of sleeping when they were thinking they were the kings of the AFC. And let's not forget, they were up 31-20, to 20, you know, with right. halfway through the fourth quarter and made some mistakes themselves to kind of give the, help the Jets win the game. But I'm not going to argue with what you said there. You're right. The job is to take what the defense gives you. Zach Wilson has definitely missed some throws that he should never miss. He has definitely been all over the place. But you know me. With rookie quarterbacks, I don't expect perfect all the time. I don't. And I'm all about the look and the talent I see when it's at its finest. And I still have seen enough when Zach Wilson was at his finest, whether that was that Tennessee Titans game or even some mm -hmm. other games before that where, yeah, it was spotty, but there was moments where I went, whoa, like there's not a lot of guys in football that can do that and make that throw. So he's got some things to work on, no doubt about it. But like you said, let's, let's not throw Mike White the uh, franchise $40 million contract yet. Hey, hey real, real quick before, I know Michael's going to take us in another direction. Just real quick, we just, we just want to know for yep. the record because mo both Michael and I are still on a high about this. Is that your first F-bomb in your TV career, by the way? Uh, no, it's not my first F bomb in my <laughs> no, I not. did it by accident. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> okay. I, okay. Yeah, right. I, Mike, I could have answered that for you. As much as Chris Sims cusses, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know he's hey, slipped up for it. a couple I'm of times. I'm here for it. I'm and, here and, for it. But that was great. And I got to tell you, Chris, by the way, I am a, a, a shareholder in that fancy Zach Wilson club that you founded. I'm a shareholder in it. And I make no apologies. I'm all about Zach Wilson. I'm going to ask you this, though. I'm going to talk about another quarterback in a different part of the country, young quarterback, Jordan Love, forcing the action against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, because of Aaron Rodgers' situation. We talked about Rodgers, but I'm going to talk about Love and what to expect. And what do you expect from the Packers in Love? Like, how do they, how do they work with him? How do they work him to the offense unexpectedly uh, because of Rodgers' Rogers, decision? 
Right, right. I mean, you know, first off, like I, I like Jordan Love coming out. I, I at, at early on when I just dove into the quarterback rankings that year, I had you know Burrow one, Herbert two, and I made Jordan Love three over Tua. It was a more raw game than Tua, but his good was like, oh wow, that's that's really good. Like, man, look at that throw, look at that ball. He's a pretty damn good athlete. Whoa, what a good throw on the run. It's just that. Some of the bad and consistency wasn't there. You know, that's what I, the bad was kind of bad and the consistency wasn't there. Excuse me for misspeaking there. And he's raw that way, you know, but like the little time we did see him in the preseason this year, I kind of liked the way he looked. Now, you know, he didn't get a ton of throws, but you know, he's got a nice motion. The ball comes off his hand clean. You could see how effortless that highlight is right there. Just to throw the ball 30 yards down the middle. It's easy for him. And he does move well. Now, the good thing with Green Bay is LaFleur will have the proper plan for him that's comfortable for him. But where, you know, where I think it'll be tough on him or at least hurt Green Bay is this. Kansas City has been playing a little bit better defense as of late. I know they lost 27-3 two weeks ago against the Tennessee Titans. It wasn't because of the defense. It was because Mahomes and the offense did a lot of dumb crap. I mean, Derrick Henry had 29 rushes for 86 yards in that game. They did some good things. So I don't think they're going to just be able to rely on A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and win the game running the ball that way. You know, I do think Kansas City is going to force him to make throws on the outside to Devontae Adams. And I'm excited to see if he can deliver. But where they miss Rodgers, Michael Holly, more than anything is Holly and, I mean, Holly, Rodgers and Lafleur always have the right approach to how to manage the game. And the things that Rodgers does at the line of scrimmage to always get them in the right play against the right defense, that's where right. Green Bay's special and goes back to the conversation we had last week where they execute and they do everything right and they kind of wait for you to mess up. And when you mess up, they capitalize like they did last week on Thursday Night Football. And that's yeah. to me the element I think they'll miss um, you know, without Aaron Rodgers. Hey, man, we just love the elements you bring to Brother from another every Thursday. Uh, we appreciate it. Tell the truth. You, we're your favorite show. Like, don't worry, don't, don't worry about hurting other people's feelings. We're your favorite show, right? I Got mean, you're, you're truly my, my brothers from another mother. I mean, you really are. I mean, you are. Another, I mean, you're my another, guys. We are the perfect. Another MF. <laughs> another mother. I won't say it again because I'm yeah. afraid my boss will really get mad if I go there twice, all right? But exactly. I think yeah, we are. Yeah. We work like, together, and I want them to put. I want them to put me in the middle so we can be an Oreo cookie because that's my favorite cookie, anyways. Always has been. Done. Uh, with that, done. We're, just for this segment, uh, just for we will reconfigure. Yeah. Just for Thursdays with Sims, yeah. you can go in the middle. All right. <laughs> all right. I like it. All right, man. We appreciate you. <laughs> boss would be like, the boss would be like, hey, the first Thanks, time mine. was in the moment. The second time, you did it on purpose. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I know. I got to watch it a little. I like my boss. No, I like you my good. job. You Peace good. out. Hey, man, we be wilding on here, man. <laughs> See you guys. Be good. You too. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. 
Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Uh, and I get it where we're at, right? In the Especially in the Twitter age, right? You know, I even got a mug that my kids have given me about what I feel about draft picks. But, and I get the, the shallow narrative and, and it's fun and, it, and it's entertaining. <laughs> I mean, listen. I want. I, I don't just want a mug. Uh, I want a T-shirt. Okay, because that, that's that's not that's not just a that's not just an organizational philosophy. That's a mantra in life. Next time somebody asks me something like Efton picks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we, Man. we we going we going for this. Okay, you got Von Miller available. I'll, I'll take Von Miller for a second and third, and I don't know whether they're gonna work out or not. Please. So no, it's people are overthinking it when it comes to these draft picks and what the Rams are giving up, especially when they hit on middle or late round picks. And we look at the don't let them kids talk like that. They're in exactly. Don't let them kids talk like that. Nine year NFL veteran cornerback, uh, Patriots, Panthers, and, and, and Indianapolis Colts, and he's also the co-host of the Man to Man podcast with uh, Antoine Bethea joins us now yes, sir let me take us inside a locker room like that man when you see an organization when you I don't know if you got some first-hand experience whether it's with the Patriots or the Colts and a transaction in mind but as a player when you see your organization say you know what six and one ain't good enough or seven and one ain't good enough okay we need to go out and bolster our chances even more and the hell with these picks that we don't know who they're gonna be next year we're going out yep. and get a future Hall of Famer to give us give us and you players a better chance of winning. How does that energize a locker room? I mean, I would love it. Any, anything you're, anytime you're trading a, a draft pick, which is, you know, in our business, an unknown commodity for a known commodity, that's that's Von Miller, uh, you know, first ballot Hall of Fame type guy. Um, obviously not the same, you know, guy he was five years ago, but we know he can still be an elite pass rusher, especially when he's on the same line with Aaron Donald and uh, Leonard Floyd. So, I mean, as a player, it's, I don't care where you are in your career. This is this is great for you, especially if you're a young player. Yeah, get rid of those high picks. We don't want those high draft picks coming <laughs> in here anyway, uh, replacing us for cheap. So um, you go all in. This is the team, you know, putting all their chips in the middle of the table. Um, you got Stafford there who's probably got another, you know, two to four good years left. And uh, you got the team around him. You go all in and you blow it up when you have to. But you saw the Chiefs do it a couple years ago and keep all their guys. You saw the Bucks do it last year. And uh, I think this is the Rams kind of uh, calling their shot. You know, it's funny, uh, fellas. I remember being at a, a celebrity basketball game years ago and uh, some football players out there playing ball. It was on draft day. And one of the defensive linemen said to me, hey, Who'd we draft? <laughs> and I said, I said a defensive lineman. He got quiet. He got real quiet. So like on draft day, I'm sure it's just like you don't want to. See, you, you like watching the draft. You don't want to see anybody drafted at your position, especially. Uh, but all that being said, Darius, do you look at what the the Rams did and their aggressiveness, aggressiveness, and do you say, okay, they're the best team in the NFC? Do you go that far based on what they just did? Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, I. I I wouldn't mind if someone else did, but I wouldn't go that far. I'm still on the Bucks. You know, I mean, they, they brought everybody back. 
You know, they're led by Tom Brady, a guy who's been there, done that. They got hot and got on their roll last year around, you know, week 12, 13 in the season. And um, this is the first season with, with Stafford and McVay um, together. And they've obviously been doing some tremendous things halfway through the season. But, you know, what does that look like in December, January, and, and, and so on? You know what that looks like in Tampa. You know what it looks like with Tom Brady. But once again, we don't know what Stafford's going to do at that stage. Uh, he's, he's been great so far. The offense has been great. Defense hasn't quite lived up to the expectations. But you add Von Miller, you know, into that defense. I mean, it's crazy. I'm sure you're going to get a motivated uh, Von Miller as well. You know, that's that's a part of it as a player. When you moved on from, uh, when you traded, I'm sure that sparks a little uh, motivation. And, and you know, him and Aaron, him and 99 on the same same side of the line, man. That's, that's going to be crazy. I won't put the Rams number one, but I will put the Bucks one. Uh, but Rams are right in the conversation with the Cowboys and probably the Packers. You know, once they get a Rod back, right after that. You finished up with the pant with the Colts, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, while while Odell Beckham was starting his career with the Giants, did y'all ever face off? Did y'all did you cover yeah. them at all? Yeah, we had, we actually smacked the Giants on Monday Night Football. Might have been his rookie year, and uh, okay. I never forget going into that game. I was telling uh, Vontae Davis, Greg Toler, those are my outside corner. I was cup corners. I was in the slot. I'm like, hey, this dude, this dude's serious. But you know, it's Vince. You're like, nah, yeah, he all right. And, you know, they were down probably three, four touchdowns, so they dropped it back, throwing the ball all over. And I'm like, he, he got it. He, huh, 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 out and up, comebacks. You saw it. I mean, he was transcendent. He was a special, uh, special talent. I think he still has that talent uh, to that be a wide right. receiver one in the right system. Um, I think, you know, part of it was scheme. Part of it is Baker Mayfield. You know, you got to put a lot of that on the quarterback, in my opinion. But I think uh, you put 13 in the right system, he can still cause a lot of problems with defenses. So uh, we faced off early in his career, but I still think, uh, you know, he's that guy. Michael and I got real heated earlier. Let me, let me, let me, let's go yeah, back yeah. in the locker room. We got super heated. Yeah. Look, we, we're not sitting there yeah, watching man. the film. I mean, we see, you know, the daddy puts the YouTube video up. We all know what we're looking at. I mean, he <laughs> looked open to us, but we don't know. But what we got heated about was you know, Pops injecting himself into the conversation and whether that matters. My stance is it don't matter who the messenger is, whether he's got the same last name, is the film telling the truth? Is he open and Baker ain't hitting him? I just want to know as a player, as a fellow professional, how that plays. Baker Mayfield yeah. said he wasn't hurt. He was surprised. Just how that plays when somebody's family, whether it's their wife, a parent, a cousin, whatever, starts posting stuff or saying stuff about y'all business or family business, as Michael called it. Like, how's that, how's that it, play in the locker room? I mean, it, it, you know, I, I, I played during, you know, social media, but it's a lot more prevalent than it is now. And I feel like, personally, that doesn't happen without uh, OB uh, Odell Jr.'s blessing. Like, yeah, go ahead and post that, Pops. As a matter of fact, throw these couple clips in there, too. Let me you, you forgot these. Uh, that, 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 I don't think that happens without, uh, you know, Odell signing off on it. I feel like you should have put it out earlier. Don't put it out the day the trade uh, deadline that day, put it out a week, start that, you know, get LeBron and send that tweet out a week ago. Let's start get this train rolling um, because I don't know what's going on now. You didn't trade him. You're almost holding him hostage. Now you're sending him home and not letting him practice. He's reportedly ready to practice every day. So I don't know what's going on in there. I think uh, the Browns are going to have to just cut bait and move on and somebody's going to pick him up and hopefully he gets going. But uh, it, usually those things don't happen. And when they do now, if it's a wife, if it's somebody's mom, now that may not be signed off on that. That may just come straight off the hip. <laughs> uh, being that it was right. his pops 
or right. you know your trainer okay. or somebody on your team that's usually gonna get signed off right. on just from my personal I like experience make, i like you making that right. distinction because we that's all know who calls the shots making that distinction yeah oh yeah that's but michael, right everybody but, but michael i know you like this mike mike i know you like this the browns need volunteers and not hostages Michael, I know. I know oh, there you, it I know. is. There it is. Mike Tomlin line. Hey, hey, hey. We need volunteers, not hostages. So, so Darius, I, I said to Mike, I said to Mike Smith, look, I, I don't know if I have hurt feelings over that. If that happened, if Pops is uh, weighing in on my performance, but I wouldn't be able to trust that player going forward. Now, am I going too far? If, if you're doing something, hey, why don't we, why don't we just hash it out? In the, in the locker room, but you giving your family in there and then I don't hear from you. I'm starting to wonder what you're about. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there when he when he when he came out and said, you know, any conversation will go a long way. You know, that was kind of like a telltale sound like, okay, the communication is good and it's obviously, you know, some type of grift there, which but I think it can all it can be hashed out. They're still in a position where they can compete. Um, in this division, I'm sure both of them are ultimate competitors and want to win. And I know the media, you know, from the outside looking in with Odell, they kind of always paint him as this selfish, you know, diva almost. But being a competitor, playing against him, I've trained with him in the offseason before and knowing a lot of his teammates, like he, he's a team guy. You know, you'll see the guy go down and block. You'll see, and he hasn't been making a bunch of noise. And he hasn't been getting these targets for a while now. This isn't anything new. So um, I think it is still a possibility for them working it out. But with what they're doing now, as far as the front office being involved and they're talking to the agent, they're not allowed in the practice that that relationship from the front office to the uh, Odell may not be able to be mended. But I think Odell and Baker, I mean, we all want to win. We all got a job. We don't like everybody we're in the, in the building with, you know, just like any other, you know, office in America or around the world. Um, but if we got a common goal, and mine and that I mean Odell can help Baker and Baker obviously has to help Odell if he's gonna be his quarterback. So I think it's uh it's some potential to work that out. Or or we don't like everybody we co-host with. I mean I'm just saying, you know? I mean it's, it's, <laughs> oh, I, I love my co-host. That was too easy, Mike Michael. Come on, man. It's too easy. We've already we've already established that man. I'm an a-hole. But actually, I got a question for both of y'all. I got a question for both of y'all, because Michael, you're right there in the thick of it. You're obviously doing, you know, uh, a lot of uh Work for NBC Sports Boston. You got your ear to the street in Boston. Uh, former Patriot uh, Darius Butler. I, I know you. You you talked about uh, the the Stephon Gilmore trade, and you yep. were like basically you know in Bill Belichick we trust. So Gilmore goes out as a pick against the Falcons his first time out and helps shut down Kyle Pitts. So for both, and this question for you too, Michael. I just love to know uh, Darius if you still feel like the Patriots did the right thing in moving on from Gilmore for just a six round pick. And Michael, after he has answers, I'd love to know how, how this reunion is playing with Gilmore ready to face off against the Patriots this coming week. Yeah, I think I think they made the right choice for uh, for the organization. You know, obviously in a vacuum, you know, you don't want to let a guy like Gilmore out of your building a couple of years removed from, you know, being a defense player of the year. But Belichick has a long track record of getting rid of players, you know, either a year or two before, um, you know, everyone else says, oh, yeah, I would have got rid of that guy, too. So I think it was a good move by him. And you got, I think a big part of it was his confidence in J.C. Jackson and, and who he is at the cornerback position. Uh, watching him play for the last few years, he's a, a bona fide number one. So uh, that's the only way you can move on and let a guy like Gilmore out of the building. I mean, he was a great signing. You know, you paid him a bunch of money. He had a great three, four-year run there. One defense player of the year, won a Super Bowl. You know, should have been Super Bowl MVP. 
But, I mean, so you got what you got out of him and you move on. I think uh, Belichick, he always gets in front of the team after one of these trades are made. I remember when he moved on from Richard Seymour, he always gets in front of the team and says, hey, I'm going to do what I feel is the best for this organization as long as I'm here. So I feel like this is another one of those moves. What you think, Mark? Yeah, and it's so funny you mentioned that that, that Seymour that Seymour move. Was that your rookie year? Uh, that was my rookie year, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like so man, they this? getting rid of this Mike, too? I don't know if you remember that trade. Hey, oh, they yeah. traded him. And they, I'm saying, but they didn't get compensation for two years. <laughs> so it's not like they, they got it. They trained him for a first round pick two years later. That's I mean, I can wow. see the next year, but it was a year after that. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, I think with with Gilmore in that situation, you can almost see it coming because they advanced them last year. They advanced the salary, gave him that bump. They didn't need to. And when he played 11 games last year and asked for more money this year, I said, man, uh, he, he's not really coming from a position of leverage because he missed yeah. five games and then when he didn't come to OTAs and didn't uh, go to training camp to play. I just felt like leverage. Well, I'm just trying to think like Bill Belichick things. All right. So yeah. why, why do I have to do this? Why I ain't got to do nothing. I ain't gonna do it. You know what I mean? I like I, I think you got Bill and you know this Darius. I mean if you got Bill up against if you got him in a corner then maybe in a rare position, you got leverage. Yeah, you might get what you're looking for. But if you ain't got leverage, uh, it's see you later. So we'll see what happens. On Sunday. If they win, yeah. I don't think anybody in New England to talk about it. Yeah, okay. and especially at that position. So Gilmore knows those years are, are very, very important when you play in that cornerback position. Every year, every birthday you have, that's one more year they're looking at you like an old man. So, you know, Gilmore trying to strike while the iron's hot. Hopefully get paid again down there back home in Carolina. No doubt. Hey, man, this was fun. Yeah, uh, Darius Butler, Coles to the Man to Man podcast with Antoine Bethia, another guy that had a long career. Got a lot of respect for him. Yep. Subscribe to him. Give him five stars. Yes. Same thing for being yeah, on hey, Appreciate that. Do it for <laughs> him. Subscribe. Give him five stars. And show some love. And you know what? Y'all can both come. We can have Bethia and yeah. Butler. We can do it in a four box. Yeah. Let, hey, let's on. do it. We, we get after it. We might have to edit uh, some of our, you know, our language gets a little. Locker oh, no, room. Once you get in they, there, they, so. they, this is the perfect place for you. Then trust us. Okay, the perfect show. Be your, be your genuine, <laughs> be your genuine self. Say less, right, man. Be good. <laughs> I appreciate you. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, Mike, um, you know how they say, you know, you never want to meet your heroes. Um, right. I, I am, agree with that. I'm comfortable enough in my own skin to say that a 20 year old is my hero. So you, I've said to this before, I said to this, said to see before that if a, if a job in the NFL front office opened up, I'm out. It, you know, just okay. change the name of the show to Good brother. Enough. Like I'm out. Good I'm enough. leaving. Yeah, brother gonna work it out, whatever you want to call it. It's not a bad name. Um, That's not bad. And brother. The other job that I would take about right now. A brother. <laughs> uh, One can brother. A brother get? Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. The other job that I would take if it opened up today, it'd be would be any job 
covering the Minnesota Timberwolves. Because Anthony Edwards is my hero. Or should I say was my hero until I saw this today. How do you like creamy peanut butter better than crunchy? Um, I mean, it spreads better on the bread. <laughs> For sure. Uh, and I've never had crunchy or peanut butter. Oh, okay. So that explains yeah. it. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it. Never had try it. I wouldn't even try it. Well, if you hate texture, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't like it. Yeah, I, I'm a big texture guy when it comes to food. Well, crunchy has texture. No, it doesn't. It's crunchy. I don't want crunchy. Crunchy is texture. No, no, no. Creamy is better. Creamy on bread is no texture in the entire bite. Give it up. Why, why not? Well, what texture is that? It makes it makes the peanut butter and jelly. It goes better together. I, I've never seen nobody eat crunch. In my family, we've never bought crunchy peanut butter. Give it a shot. No way. <laughs> so stay right down the aisle. <laughs> I ain't buying it. God, God, that's man, that guy's good. He, he, that's just, so he's special, man. He, he, he is special. He's special. He's so just, disappointing. Listen, he's just getting started. He's just, yeah. This is at the beginning. Like, go back to anybody you think is great, any athlete who is, you know, so-called great with the media, go back into their, like, second and third year. They want, they ain't have it like this. He's so far ahead of the game. He's so charismatic, funny. Yes. Just really but glib, just but really he's, easy. But he's dead wrong on oh, this. right. You know, you right. know, you know trigger, said this triggered me. This triggered me. Like, crunchy peanut butter said, is the only Nobody should touch peanut to butter, period. Peanut butter is no. nasty. You're, you're, period. That's what he should have said. No, you have no idea what you're talking about, and this is just the latest and greatest example. Um, but yeah, creamy peanut butter is like if there's no other peanut butter available. Like sophisticated people, learned sophisticated? people, <laughs> no, no, that crunchy that. peanut butter is the way it was intended to be consumed. Okay, because it's too um, no no lear- the learned people the learned people go with the smooth because it's more predictable. Crunchy peanut butter is is less. It, 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 now he was telling the truth, right? That smooth goes on the bread better. Do you think that crunchy peanut butter just goes very naturally on the bread? You can direct the only people who have exactly a problem with crunchy going? peanut butter are the people who've never had crunchy peanut butter. And all I would ask of Anthony Edwards is keep an open mind. Just keep an open mind about it. Don't say you would never do it. Don't knock it until you try it. Okay, so that was um, that was fun. Anyway, let's get some more serious matters. Yes. Probably the biggest NBA story of the day. Yes, yes. Uh, the Four Letter Network has dropped. A story, an anticipated story. We knew the story was coming because Robert Sarver got ahead of it. Phoenix Suns Governor Robert Sarver got ahead of it with uh, statements denying the accusations that would be forthcoming in the story that came out today from Baxter Holmes, uh, alleging uh, use of racial slurs and misogyny uh, and a toxic and sometimes hostile workplace that Robert Sarver has overseen over the course of his 17-year tenure owning the Phoenix Suns. Baxter Holmes spoke with 70 current and former members of the Suns organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, some told him that he has used racially insensitive language repeatedly in the office. Employees recounted conduct that they felt was inappropriate and misogynistic, including Sarver once passing around a picture of his wife in a bikini to employees and speaking about times his wife performed oral sex on him. Some said the longtime owner fostered an environment in which employees felt they were his property, even once asking mm. one woman whether he'd owned her to determine whether she worked for the sons. Uh, their allegations that he's used the, are, he, That's his that line. He, are you one of that he you wanna, the, Are you one of mine? Right. That he's used the N word. Yeah. Um, uh, repeatedly, 
casually and one time where when it came to a coach saying that these N-words need an N-word when it, come, when it came yeah. to who he wanted as a head coach. Uh, admittedly, Michael, I have not read the article in full. I've read summaries of it. I've read wrap-ups, roundups. I know you've read it in full. Um, this yeah. sounds like somebody who... This might be a Donald Sterling situation where he might lose his team. It might be a Mark Cuban situation. But the thing about Mark Cuban is, is he could claim ignorance. He could claim... He could disassociate yeah. himself, even though he was in charge of the Mavericks toxic work environment. He could say, hey, I had the wrong people in charge. He can get on television and cry and say, I'm, I'm cleaning house. And he could hire a black woman to fix his mess, which is what he did. Uh, and she's incredible. She was incredibly qualified. And she's come in and done a phenomenal job. Um, Sarver, this, the, the allegations are at Robert Sarver. So it feels more like a Donald Sterling situation. What's your read on this article? It's not, it's not going to be Donald Sterling because uh, Donald Sterling was such a dramatic example and it could have, it Sterling could have happened 20 years, 30 years before it actually did. You know, if you, if you had gone to Los Angeles and just gone to court and read the transcripts, some of the things uh, about Sterling were, uh, were actually in the transcript. Some of the things that he said were in the transcript. You could make, the, you could make a very uh, quick leap from this to that, just by looking at what was on the record that was a sworn testimony. So that's the irony of Sterling, that it was already there, but what got him was a private conversation uh, by his right. girlfriend, a recorded conversation. So it's not going to be that because they just had him. They had him uh, so this is red-handed. This, this is and then they recorded. Right, these are more allegations. that it, okay. But I think yeah. this is what's going to happen. I'll tell you what's going to happen, then I'll tell you what I think of the story. I think Adam Silver will be forced to do what the National Hockey League did uh, with the situation with Cow Beach. You get a, a law firm, you launch an investigation, three or four months, you go yep. in there, it is an NBA-backed yep. investigation, and then you find it out. Because what's happening right now, Mike, you've got Baxter Holmes, excellent reporter, uh, former Boston Globe reporter, by the way, shout out Baxter. So Baxter Holmes, excellent reporter, he's got his story. Then Robert right. Sarver has his story, and he has asked people, this is one of my least favorite things about it, uh, uh -huh. uh, he has asked people to speak on his behalf. In other words, Baxter Holmes says, hey, I got a lot of people saying you're a racist or you're a misogynist. Well, hey, let me get you some people who will tell you different. Some of them happen to be women. Some of them happen yeah. to be black. And then that's my defense. So you can go back, you can play that game all day. He said, he said, he said, she said, he said, Adam Silver is going to have to come in as a commissioner of the league and figure out what's going on in Phoenix because it's not so good. Let me, let me get, to say just a couple of footnotes there. Just, just to get, I just want to be fair here. And, and Cynthia Marshall, by the way, was who I was referring to who, uh, Mark Cuban hired as a CEO to clean up his organization. Um, so uh, one current member of the Suns business operations said Adam Silver would be appalled if the league were to investigate the Suns in the workings. Now, Michelle Roberts says that the Players Association hasn't heard anything about misconduct by Sarver or the Suns. And interestingly enough, you know, President Chris Paul is obviously with the Suns. So you'd think that they would know. And then Sarver issued a statement. I won't read it in full because I want to get back to you. Uh, or maybe I can quickly. But Sarver said that he would welcome 
entirely welcome, an impartial NBA investigation. He continues to be shocked by the false reporting from Baxter Holmes. While there is so much that is inaccurate and misleading in this story that I hardly know where to begin, let me be clear, the N-word is not part of my vocabulary. I've never called anyone or any group of people the N-word or referred to anyone or any group of people by that word, either verbally or in writing. I don't use that word. It is abhorrent and ugly and denigrating and against everything I believe in. The way I lead my personal and professional life makes that clear. Instead of reporting the truth, Holmes' story is based on misrepresentations from former Suns coach Earl Watson and another unnamed sources. Uh, Mr. Watson created an unprofessional and toxic atmosphere in our organization. He's clearly not a credible source. Despite hearing from witness after witness that disputed Mr. Watson's stories, Mr. Holmes completely disregarded the truth here. Now we are in a position of trying to disprove things that did not happen. At this point, I would entirely welcome an impartial NBA investigation, which Bring may prove our only outlet for clearing my name and the reputation of an organization of which I'm so very proud. And the reason I felt the need to read that journalistically if you're going to put out the allegations, you got to put out the denial. So, Michael, you were saying, continue, please. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I would say, look, that, that's how, and I think that's, uh, I think that's where this thing is headed. Otherwise, you'll never really know, although you kind of know. I, I'm sorry, if, if I'm just based on what I've read and just uh, using common sense, uh, using my brain, uh, I think it is more... It, there, there is, there's more truth on Baxter Holmes' side than there is on Robert Sarver's side. I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay, so in that one summary that you read, Mike, you said that he was passing around a picture of his wife in a bikini mm -hmm. and making uh, inappropriate comments. You know what his response to that was? His response was, see, this is how things get twisted. We had an opportunity to have some son's, you know, loungewear, like swimwear, in our in our pro shop and I had my wife try it on and I wanted people to see how it looked with my wife wearing a bikini like that, that dude that don't even make no right. sense right that, like, oh really yeah okay yeah. so so that so that's so that's what happened it, it there was no inappropriate comment made you just happened to do that and Earl Watson you can't say he's not a credible source you can say now he is a he's got his biases just like Robert Sarver has his biases Mm -hmm. Robert Sarver's bias is they talking about your organization. And so Earl Earl Watson's bias is hey, hey it didn't work out well for him there. Mm -hmm. So both Robert Sarver is credible. Earl Watson is credible. Now we just take their comments and we have to judge what seems likely or not what's probable or not. So I think well, that's the what the commissioner has to look at. The but investigate. I, yeah, the investigation but, has to do that. Yep. Go ahead. But, the, but this is what the, one thing I, I really want to get this out. Okay. I feel like we got to stop doing this. We have to stop doing this in professional sports. We have to stop doing this in society. And I'm going to call some guys out uh, who were who were quoted in the story. Steve Kerr did it. Lon Babby did it. And I'm not sure if J it was J no no it wasn't James Jones. It was their uh, Ooh, president. Let me guess. Uh, let me guess. I haven't seen it. What are you vouching for his character saying what he would never do? Almost. Yeah, so oh, I, that's 75%. Oh, I, it, 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 I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it in all Thank my you. time around. My, Thank yeah. you. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, hey, look, I'm yeah. so tired. I'm so tired of men, especially men, men mm -hmm. saying he's not a misogynist. How the hell do you know how a woman would perceive right. the actions of a man? I, honestly, of a man I think women who do it. Is, I think women yeah, do how it the hell do you know that? I think women doing it is worse. 
I think women yeah. caping up for men saying, yeah, he's hey, never listen. been like that around me. It's like, you ought to know better. So I, I hear you, but yeah. to me, it's worse when women do it. At least you can blame, you know, dumbass men Stop for doing, doing that. that. I, I, he's I think not I might have gone a little too far. He's not a racist. He's not right. a racist. Oh, we talk, we, I can't oh, we say, talk about the racist rescue I can't say he, We talked about that. I can't say he is. <laughs> I can't yeah. say that he is. Yeah. Just as I can't say that he's not. 100%. What do you I, I think mean, I might have. Like, I think I might so have gone. That's, I got that's I got ahead of myself on the uh, on the taking of the team part. I, maybe I carried away there because you're right. It's not it's not apples to oranges with Donald Sterling because he's not. There's no cold hard evidence. He's not on tape. Okay, the way he, he was with C. Vivian. No, what was what was the woman's name? I almost said C. Vivian Stringer. That's not what what's, what's the woman's name? You remember the woman that the the, the 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 mistress that caught him on tape. Anyway, oh, I don't. I, forgot, I don't remember Sterling. I, I Sterling's girlfriend. I no, I don't remember. Yeah, I anyway. remember what she looks like, but I don't yeah, I, yeah, right. The bottom line is this: whether it's Daniel Snyder, whether it's Robert Sarver, if you dig deep enough, they all got some form of skeletons in their closet. They got a lot. There's a lot of stories of toxic workplace environments that just haven't seen a light yet, and it would behoove all of them talking about people who own teams, whether you've seen it or participated in it to do a clean sweep of your organization and make sure that there ain't nothing nobody could uncover because you're you and your organization could be next, right? So look, man, right. This happens every single day. God, this happens every day because I really, really, really want to know why I want people to know why Ben Simmons is challenging for you. But yeah. that story's not going anywhere because he's not going anywhere. So bookmark that for tomorrow. We are doing this Ben Simmons. And I, I feel I feel withdrawal from Ben Simmons. We haven't talked about it a couple of days. And we gotta talk about uh this excellent story from Chris Haynes on Damian Lillard tomorrow. But with the time we have left, Michael Do you still Hall, have the time we have left. Go ahead, go ahead. Huh? Go ahead, go ahead. Go I just ahead. I just want you no, to go ahead, go ahead. Because I, I feel like on Scotty Pippen, I don't know if I heard ah, you off the yes. other day. Yes. I don't know if I heard you yes, off the yes. other day. So I want to I want to see if I'm missing it because some people have come at me and said that I, I'm not seeing the forest for the trees that I'm too blinded by my adoration for Michael Jordan. So help me. Michael Holly. Okay. Me. Well, tell me this. With okay. I, I, it's, here's the here's the easy. Here's the easy way of looking at it. This is a very simple question for you. I have a simple question. You tell me. Um, do you think that Michael Jordan on the court I'm talking about on the court? Is there anything he could have done better, or is there any flaw that Jordan had as, as a basketball player? And if so, what is it? Not that I can identify. No. Okay. I mean, you could say he wasn't. You could say he wasn't a great three-point shooter, but that wasn't his game, and and it wasn't a dominant part of the NBA at the time. He's so, got two yeah. points. Okay. He's got two points. His number one point is that Jordan wasn't perfect. And that his his teammates did a lot more behind the scenes and on the court than they get credit for. So that's that's debatable. That's subjective. And most people, uh, you know, I think most people disagree with him on that. But that's his that's his major point. But the second one, and I didn't feel this way until I really saw his New York Times interview. He's stuck. Scotty Pippen is stuck in a, and we all we all have this. Like your issue, Mike, is not mine. Like we all have insecurities. We all have things that we've experienced in our lives that incidents that we just can't we can't we try to go over them. We try to go under them go around them, but we never go through them, right? And so uh, Scotty Scotty Pippen has his issue with Michael Jordan 
and it may be I don't know if it's jealousy. I don't know if it's Jordan's popularity trying to understand the cult of personality. Why did this happen to this dude? Why him? Why? Why did it happen? I don't know what his issue is, but he's fighting through it and that and that's something that we can argue until we're blue in the face. That's not going to change. Scotty's going to have to deal with that. We, we can't solve that for him. I love this story because I love the response. You know why I love it? Because everybody thinks it's their business. Because you got people who are like, never watch the Bulls play, who are like LeBron people who just want to jump in to be like, that's why LeBron's better. You know, or that's why Kobe's better. Y'all worship MJ. You MJ worship us. It's like everybody got something to say about this. It's amazing. Right, right. All these years later, it doesn't get old. I probably have something else to say about tomorrow. Oh, we will. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.